0: All right, you're listening to the Blank Podcast, which we never got around to naming, and this is episode, I think, five. I'm Mr. Frazelis, but for this conversation, call me Kevin, and I don't even know if I can say weekly at this point because it's been a long year. I will have a few students join me for an enlightening discussion about the books that we're reading in class. This week, I have Rondell for the first time. Ivan for the second time, Tyrone and Anna here to discuss the famous play from Henrik Henrik Ibsen, A Dollhouse. And you guys will share some exciting facts and thoughts and analysis on the play itself since we have finished it in class. All right, so let's jump into it. Rondell, how are your classes going?
1: Um, pretty
0: well. Pretty well. All right, why is it going pretty well? Because so I'm passing. Huh? Yeah, that's usually a plus, man. Ivan, how are your classes going? Terrible. Terrible? The only
2: classes that I need to pass are the only ones I'm failing. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's fun.
0: That. Tyrone, how are your classes going?
3: going,
0: I think. OK. Anna, how are your classes going?
3: Study. all right you're making
0: up some work. all right you're finally making up some work all right in a more positive um lens let's go with this and how's your life going in general outside of this whole school it's hectic, hectic? Yeah. why is the life hectic yeah, that way. Many things going on and you know what i you know actually i did yesterday and maybe you could try this a brain dump like you take a piece of paper and you just write out yeah. everything you're thinking I tried it out yesterday. Cause sometimes like I definitely get like over, overwhelmed. Cause there's too many things going on. Plus it's summer. Now we're about to have all this free time. What do we do? I just started just like writing everything and I felt like pretty good. Tyrone, how's your life going? It's good. Going, okay. Why? Uh,
4: my grandma hasn't been gone off her rocker yet. So
0: that's great. All right, cool. Grandma's usually being sailing that's cool Ivan, how's your life going? Honestly,
2: other than school, it's doing pretty well. Cause like, you know, it's summertime. So it's really nice outside usually. Okay.
0: Actually, Ivan, you're in this interesting place. You got to go to a prom in like four or five, six hours. Like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm, like, it don't take me too long to get ready. I only really need like an hour and a half. Okay.
0: So, okay, you got the corsage and everything. Yeah,
2: everything's
0: Everything was done. Okay. Was that hectic?
2: No, I took that with like time and
0: caution. Right. Uh, Rondell, how's your life going?
1: Life was
0: good. Okay. Really good. Okay. Um, do you know what you want to do after school now?
1: Yes. What are you doing? Um, learning trade.
0: All right, what trade?
1: Welding.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Everyone has a trade, everyone everyone has like a legitimate trade this year. It used to, it used to be people just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to work. Now people are welding. I got two kids with barber. Jalen's back there talking about going to do electrician stuff. You guys are doing some real work. Ivan, what are you doing? Oh, definitely college. Where? I don't wanna say work. I'm not too proud of it. Where, BMCC? No, 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 city tech. But I
2: didn't, I, I was like definitely my lease. Okay. My last
0: choice. You can always transfer. Yeah, I
2: guess.
0: The only college that really matters is the one that you know it's on the diploma at the end. That's true. Taron, what are you doing?
4: Either I'm going to college uh, for political.
0: Science. Yeah.
4: Or my dad said he might give
3: me a job for sanitation. Oh,
0: that not bad. uh I feel like you have to like swell up, swell up a little bit though. Yeah. If you're moving those garbage bags. Oh, but... I'm just saying. Um,
4: I've been going to the gyms.
0: I started going to the gym too, like, two
4: weeks ago. So.
0: Alright. So so um, Anna, do you know what you're doing? Um, I'm going to Brooklyn College to study environmental science. Wow. What's what about the environment? How How's you all excited? I just love nature overall,
3: and I want to play a part in making
0: it better. All right, that's super cool. A friend of mine is a farmer. She teaches at a school that like, has a farm, and they're like with animals and stuff out there. Yeah, like horses and goats and stuff. Do you know horses can do art? You can teach a horse to do art, like to paint and stuff. I'm dead serious. You can teach a horse to do art. Huh? Yeah, they're very smart animals. You can teach horses to do all types of stuff. I did not know this. I am now learning a lot. Actually, I'll give you another thing. Another you know the banana? It's really a copy of like this one banana they saved when there was like a banana plague. So we just keep on eating the coffee of a coffee of a coffee of a banana. Now nah, there's a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, um, segueing to that. What fun stuff is happening to you guys as teenagers? Tyrone, what is trending in the world? What fun stuff is happening to you as a teenager? Um, I, don't
4: know. I play video games a lot. So most of my fun stuff comes from like Apex or um, events going on
0: Oh, what game are you playing right now?
4: Uh, mostly Apex, Genshin, uh, I got back into Dragon Quest Builders. So, like either first-person shooters or creative games.
0: Ivan, what fun things are happening?
4: Well, I don't even know if it's
2: like trending, but like graduation and prom, things like that, right? Very much dressing up, right?
0: I guess I, up for... Yeah, I guess that's the exciting part of it. Rondo, what fun things are happening in your universe? Um, I don't to play like games. What kind of games? Full of I just like to shoot people with that I saw. Good. It's good. Again, shooting people in the virtual sense. <laughs> Anna. Um, well, for me, what's fun for me right now is just hanging out with my
3: friends, being outside, and going
0: to the gym. Getting those last days. Oh, and you going to the gym too? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Awesome. Really? Are we getting swollen? Really? What are we doing? We're gonna swole, what are we doing? Super soul, super swole. Wow. I find women at the gym to be interesting because I've been going to the gym for a while. I know I find women going to the gym. I don't mean this in like in a creepy way. I don't I don't I don't I don't mean it in a creepy way. I think it's interesting because again, I think we're all aware of this because of social media, right? We do have like this Instagram fitness culture. Yeah. And I do think like there's an interesting thing about like what women spend a lot of time at, at the gym. Cause like again, like I think we all go to like really cheap gyms. I feel like there's some women i'll be waiting behind it's like all right so you're gonna do 10 sets of squats like there's like nothing else we're going to do but i don't know i think that's like an interesting thing to me well, women do more
3: than just squats. no i
0: think i think women do more but i think some of the women i see at the gym and i think and this is something i want to make a point of like men too because men will go there with like all their friends and just rock out on the bench press oh, yeah. Yeah. so i wonder like how much what is the impact social media is having on just our going to the gym like are we going to the gym to be healthy or are we going to the gym just to work on the things that we think we should be working on? Probably the second option.
4: Maybe a bit of both. I feel like sometimes people go to the gym more so to get like the gym bot so they can show off on Instagram and people happy about themselves. And then there's some people who genuinely want to get healthy and like get better at
0: taking care of themselves. And again, I judge neither. Cause if I had a six pack, I'd be taking way more photos of myself too. Like I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be, Again, I'd be totally into myself if I had the gym Bond. I'm not going to lie. I'd be even more egotistical on a daily basis. I'm just, I, it's just, I just think it's very interesting because I think we are the first generation where social media is having a huge impact on the way we see ourselves, way we connect with people. So I, I always find that stuff interesting. But again, I will, now we will get to adult house. All right, now we're gonna have you guys basically summarize Act Two and Act Three, which are the final acts of the play. Anna, take it away. Just read what you wrote.
3: Okay, so in Act Two, Miss Lynn tells Nomura that she has to take responsibility for forging her father's signature. Okay,
2: Rondo, go ahead. Can I yes. All right. <clears throat>
1: These two acts are mainly about Nora. She's going through a lot of these two acts. Nora pours a father's signature to get money. She had been lying to her husband, Torvald. Nora kept telling him that she had raised the money to help him. She doesn't want to tell him the truth because she believes that it will ruin her marriage. During Act 2, Crocside gets a notice from Torvald. He wants revenge, so he ends up blackmailing Nora. Croc, Crocside plans to expose her. And she can't do anything about it. She can't let Torvald see it. So at the end of Act Two, she tells him to help her with the torontella. At the torontella, Toro begins to get horny for Nora. She denies him, and he questions their marriage. He later goes he later goes in the mailbox and finds the first letter. Torvald begins to get mad at Nora for lying to him. And he reads the second letter and he is now apologizing to Nora. In Act 3, you Noah know, has had enough control. She's tired of being played with, so she ends up leaving and then in her kids. All
0: right, man. Great job. All right. So let's get into the thick of it. Let's hit a couple of these questions here. All right. One. Dr. Rank confesses his love for Nora, thereby spoiling their friendship in Nora's eyes. So I'm gonna ask you guys this first question here. Was Dr. Rank out of line for confessing his love to Nora? Who wants to take this one? Remember, Dr. Rank and Nora, best friends, is he out of line for confessing his love to her? Ivan, go ahead. I definitely think that he
2: was out of line because they're best friends, so obviously he knows that she's married. And since they're best friends, um, he would know that she would be loyal to him right yeah so like what what was he thinking when he did that right it kind of just ruined things made it really awkward right.
0: What where are you going down
4: I think the timing is really bad and that was made
0: though okay, okay.
4: for your feelings like that's really helpful and it can also lead to you like either not wanting to be around the person because you're worried about what you might blurt out if wrong situation occurs, or you wanted to be around that person and then Almost kind creepy because you just don't let them know your true intentions. But by letting them you know your true intentions, and get it through the air. It lets you be able to. It lets them know like you'll probably need time away from them to like figure yourself out, and also let them know where like your heads have been. Coming. All
0: right. So you don't think the the action itself is bad. Think you think the good. timing is just you bad. I think
3: the timing is perfect for this thing. Okay. Um, explain. He has an illness, and he's I totally understand why he wants to get those feelings off his shoulder before he passes. It might make things awkward between him and him and Nora, but at least she knows he has
0: that belief that she knows how he really for her. Okay. Um I think that's interesting. Rondell, you were pretty much with Tyrone on that one, right? Yeah. You just wrong timing. You didn't think it was wrong timing. Alright, um, let me see. To you guys. Him confessing his affection for her and their being friends, did this indicate to you that he could not see her as an equal by confessing his love for her? Do you think in any way that revealed that the friendship wasn't among equals at this point by him confessing his affection for her?
4: I'm not sure. Maybe because of the time frame, but I'm going to say generally that would be a thing. Okay. Like I feel like if you like someone in a healthy way, you would see them at your equal, you know. You okay. wouldn't see them as like someone lesser than you or like a possession you're trying to get. But in the time frame of this book, I could definitely see how that could come off, how Nora could see that from him, as him just like seeing her as a prize he could win, or like something or like how girls are treated generally, like their wives are just the husband just treat them as wives, not actual individual people.
3: Okay. It makes me think that he It was probably only being nice to her and being a a shoulder for her to cry on because she she has feelings for her.
0: Okay. So, was the friendship really genuine? Okay, so you, and I think that's a natural thing to think. Does anybody think you can have both? Like, listen, we're just friends and this just naturally happens? Or do you think this, eventually the friendship just gets diminished when stuff like that happens?
2: I think it definitely gets diminished because once you realize, like, oh, great, right, so I'm just kind of like, you never really saw me how I see you, great, right? it's just equal, so it's like, it just feels awkward, you know, it's weird, because it's like, so you want to do this, but I don't ever do anything like that kind of thing. And
3: those feelings, don't, they don't go away
4: just because they no. say. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they can still work. Uh, yeah, I'll speak from experience with this one, because I am friends with like, someone who I had a major crush on, right? Uh, and the most annoying part about it was the fact that like either A they validated my feelings or B they kind of just blamed everything onto me, you know, like oh it's your fault you fell for me not my fault like why are you kind of vote me into it which whatever right the real problem comes in when it's like a blame game where it's not being spoken about correctly. If you're just gonna be like, okay, well, you you can't. I'm not gonna be with you. Like we're friends. Like that's it. That's kind of disrespectful. You knew they had feelings for you, and now they're trying to come me feelings. And of course, they know they don't have a chance. You know, of course, I know I don't have a chance with you. I've been friends with you for a while now. I know that. But you don't have to kind of like rub it in too. You can just like, listen, dude. I understand. like you and me both know this isn't gonna work maybe you should just take some time away from me or like what what do you want to do
0: about it you know like an actual conversation instead of just trying
1: to sweep it under the rug and then like pretending that happened because it did happen okay wow rondell what do you think um it could probably still work but it won't be as how it used to be okay it's going to be some sort of a
4: between here
0: adjustments yeah um do you guys think and i guess this will just be in your general thoughts here i mean do you guys think men and women can be friends yes. okay okay How about you yeah. okay okay interesting interesting all right let's hit on this next question here Nora indicates at different times she's willing to stay away from her children to protect them from herself is she ever right about that? Is that even a legitimate thing for parents to actually do? Is that really a legitimate thing here that parents can help their children by staying away from them?
2: I mean, I know Rondo said no, but I think that yes, like it's a legit, legitimate thing, right? Because parents realize that they're destructive, right? And chaotic. And they realize that and they don't want to be near their children. I feel like that's a better approach than like knowing you're like that and trying to stay with them. Because like let's say they, be, they try to become like you, right? Okay. You don't really want that, right? So I feel like it is a legitimate thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, before that, you said no. Why do you think no?
2: I say no because as a parent, leaving your
1: children shouldn't come across your head. Like okay. They're, they're your blood, you know? They, okay. Um, need to look up to somebody okay her, for instance right throughout the whole story um noah's children were asking for her mm-hmm. meaning in my opinion i say that they love their mo- their mother more than their father mm-hmm. so with her leaving that just that just shows a sign of like betrayal i guess okay all right quick
0: caveat yeah.
4: with Lord right. ever like taking care of the children not the book or were the children okay
0: yeah i would say that no so, i'm like, with that
4: this is probably going to play into my phone a little bit but like i do think if you're like a distracted person or you feel like you're not ready to take care of people you, you shouldn't honestly there are parents there are people who just shouldn't be parents right like if you're someone who can't keep relations if you're someone who is incapable of understanding that kind of feeling um but if you're unable to like really have patience with kids too. Like you can't take them um, breaking stuff by accident or getting into trouble, and your first action to like is to punish them or to like lash out on them. And you probably shouldn't. And in the fact that like the maids are taking care of the kids most of the time and not Nora, it kind of gives the opinion that Nora never really wanted the kids. That she kind of just left them to the maids because she didn't want to actually take care of
0: them. Wow, oh, I never really thought about it like that. That's a really good point. Makes sense. Hmm?
3: that's why she has the right to be. She never really had an input in the house anyway and if if she really did care about the kids she would have still included them in her life or whatever she's doing mm-hmm. but since she knows that's not actually the case she's better off alone
4: right There are like bad there are people who are like bad parents but they still try to keep the kids in their lives in like a form of like visitation, you know and like small ways that they don't that they know they won't cause any harm to the kids from like their bad habits, but they can still visit in sometimes to see them. But that's not more of. Nor is just straight off not wanting to get the kids at all. So it just gives the impression that she never
0: really planned them. Interesting, interesting. Um, let me see. Actually, I think we get to this later. But no, I think that's an actually really interesting conversation here. Um. All right. So let's get to this other point I wanted to get to as well. Krogstad, I feel like I didn't do enough justice to this because we're getting towards the end of the year, but I do think there's an argument here. So, Krogstad complains that capitalism and status cause him to do bad things. Do you agree with his take on society? Do you think that it is capitalism, this idea that we must get money at all costs, and status in society that causes us as people to do bad things?
2: I feel like it- it more or less corrupts you. Like once it kind of gets a hold on you, that's kind of how you become, right? Because like, I feel with certain jobs, you're put in certain situations where you kind of have to make the bad choice because at the end of the day, you have a family, right? And you need to provide for them. Because then after you keep making these choices, that kind of make, makes you like like, how do I say this? It ties into your character, and that's how you just are as a person from then on. It influences you,
4: right? right? There you go. Like the problem with capitalism is that it starts from the forward you're born into the system, so you're gonna grow up in the system, right? Um, and you're gonna hold a lot of the bad traits, too. Always wanting money, how to get it the best way, the fastest, these type of things. But I don't necessarily think that as an adult, it rules your life as much as you think it would. I feel like as an adult, or even someone who's like, Ari is like 18, 19, or whatever, you have the ability to take a self, to to like take a moment and self reflect on yourself and be like, do I want to be a part of this system and just, like, another, um, gear
0: cog? System?
4: yeah, uh, or do I want to, like, change myself and try to do my best to, like, break the moment of it?
0: Um, so I agree, so I agree with you. I think capitalism in the end, and I don't know if, I, like, if socialism's the answer, but I do think capitalism in the end just destroys everything possible, right? Like, it just does certain like for instance like baby formula if you really think about it should that be like a capitalist thing or should we just like the shed just be something that has like access to everybody but again a whole different conversation but i kind of so i i see what the point you're making like as an adult maybe capitalism doesn't have as much control as you think but at a certain point don't we all have like a certain level of investment within capitalism whether we like it or not like for instance if you have children like crockstad does you're kind of invested in capitalism in a way that maybe you don't want to be, but you kind of are in this thing here,
4: right? But in that case, you can still have your personality, fall back on, right? Okay. I mean, you no. don't have to be a dick just because you have a workplace that like molds you to be like that. Like, um, this might be spotty, but like health insurance, Yes. health insurance is never really that great in America. And in some cases, it can even their work against us to get more money out of us, right? Yeah. But Just because you work for health insurance or you work in that type of environment doesn't mean that you can't be sympathetic to the people you're
3: hurting or like sympathetic to other people's problems.
0: That's a good point. And what are you gonna say? Then we'll go to Rondell.
3: In real life, capitalism has no space for sympathy. Yeah. Some people in the work environment they don't they don't really they don't really have a choice to really make the decisions they wanna make. Mm -hmm. Because you have to put your children over you. And a lot of the times the capitalist jobs that they work is just either you're at the top or you're at the bottom and you have to fight which one to do and in his situation too Mrs. Lynn left them because of capitalism she had to
0: yes that's one. a great point
3: and they even that motivates him even more to just keep doing bad things because maybe that will get him up there like the other people
0: also I think you made a really good point and I think we've noticed in the text no one really has sympathy for anyone in this story no, no one really like you really think about it no one has sympathy for anyone Helmer doesn't have it for Nora, Nora doesn't have it for Crocstat, Crocta doesn't have it for Nora. No one really has sympathy for anyone. Because everyone kind of is in this weird way just out to get theirs as much as possible. With whatever little power they do have. I think next year I really might just teach this in a very capitalistic sense. But Rondell, go ahead. I should
1: have to use the restroom.
0: I don't have to use the restroom. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, but actually we'll stop there. Um, we'll wait for you to Alright, and let us get to act three and break this down. Alright, so Miss Lynn decides to marry Krogstad and raise children so that she can feel fulfilled. In your opinion, is this a feminist action? No.
4: Yeah.
0: Alright, you tell us only woman here. That is not
3: a that is not it's not at She thinks because she needs a family, somebody to take care of to build that role of a woman in someone's life to feel fulfilled, that's not the truth. Okay. It's sad because she doesn't know that she can be whoever she wants to be and, have, and find out of fulfillment she wants from anything besides being a wife. But if that's her choice and she knows that she has other choices, then okay, do you? But I don't think it is.
4: All right. See, the last part is why I'm on that. Um, I feel like most of the family movements sometimes get displayed as like, women being able to choose their own roles of being like business entrepreneurs or like having their own jobs and ability to do that. But most of it is more so about how women have their own ability to choose what they wanna do. Like whether or not they wanna be a mother or someone who works or someone who just stays at home. Like it's their choice, they should be able to do that, right? If
3: If there's really their choice, you say is their choice. They spend their time being influenced by like men's opinions. Do you still think that's their choice?
4: I feel like you have to deconstruct those opinions. Mm-hmm. I feel I like once you get to that I feel like if you want to really figure out yourself, you have to ask yourself, like, is this the point I want to be at? And if you still choose that that's where you want to be, even after taking that time
3: aside to, to do that. She never took that time aside, though. She's just been working and taking care of kids and just to go right back into that same, same little thing. It's like. Alright,
4: I see where you're from. Like, my like, yeah. question is though, did she do those work? Like, she's working at the um law, like their lawyers. Or
2: yeah, law clerk. Yeah,
4: yeah, law clerk. Like, she got that job on her own, and she technically could just like keep going with that. And then even then, the whole decision to go back to that was originally just to um, help Mora, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, she could have just dropped all that after she was down with the fact of just letting um Torvald's cheap left but she then said you know what actually i do want to get back with you i do want to take care of these kids. so i feel like at that point it's not her just being like ah, i've been this petition my whole life i'm just want to stay in it she had the ability to like choose whether or not she just wanted to say the across that and then live her in life as like a law clerk and then she still decided to choose to be mother
0: i did go i have a response for both of you but All go right,
2: ahead so like it's weird yeah you know, i'm not a boy you're you're a woman, so you would know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'll, I'll just agree with you,
3: like, right? right?
2: So yeah, it's not the conversation. It's
3: true. Um, she spent her whole life taking care of her brothers, and then she goes <laughs> I, I, I back into it. Can't speak she never really made a choice. I don't okay. So, so
0: I think there are two points here that were made, and I agree with both of them. I think two things can be true at once. I agree with Tyrone on the idea that it is a feminist action in the sense that she made that choice. I do think Anna does make a very good point in here is given that we're basically in a patriarchy, a society raised under men, is is she able to live to her feminist fullest ideals in a society where men completely dominate everything. And I think, yeah, I think it does get inherently complicated. I think it does get inherently complicated. I think there's a positive in she gets to make the choice, but again, like most things, that choice is rather complicated, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, it is a sacrifice she has to make. She isn't able to just say, yeah, I'm gonna go not raise children and go, you know, sell cosmetics. Like that's not what she's able to do and i only mentioned cosmetics because ironically men are always at the head of cosmetic cosmetics you don't think that but it does actually break that way but man that was good but yeah I, but again i think you can make a, i think you can make an argument both ways it's a feminist action because she's making her choice and again it is feminist to decide to raise a family but at the same time i think there's a point to be made here in this time period is there such a thing as a full-out feminist action that's listen. That's a very good, very good conversation you guys are having here. All right, let's switch to this because this is a question I want to get into here. How do you evaluate the pivotal moment when Nora said, "You have never loved me; you have only thought it pleasant to be in love with me"? Do you think that's a real issue for most couples here? Mm-hmm. This idea that people are, aren't actually real, don't actually really love people; they just like the idea of being in love with people.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> and I have dealt with I've that before too. Okay. Like, Living in a world full of social media, people text you and do like social stuff, and they construct this idea of who you are just because of the pictures you post. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet them in real life, it's a whole different thing. And it's like, why holding me up to these standards that I never even put for myself? You don't even know me. And like, they stay with that same idea while getting to know you, that they get upset that you're not meeting those standards and unrealistic stuff they think about you. And she's like, it's not true.
0: No, like I think idolization and putting people on a pedestal is a very dangerous thing. It is a very dangerous thing. Here, you guys go ahead.
2: No, I was just gonna say, that, like, yeah, a lot of people are—they're not in love with you. They're more in love with like the idea of you, right? Like yes. I and I feel like that's another reason why, when people in relationships they say like "I love you," really soon, I feel like. But I don't think they really mean yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I think they just like, oh, I love the idea of us being together, and you know, me being able to tell everyone that we're a couple, kind of thing, right? If people like telling others, oh yeah, I have someone like, like I'm dating someone, right? Good people like enjoy doing that more than the actual person? Because I feel like if you were to really love someone, like you, it, it'd be it'd be way different,
4: you know what I mean? Like, because in reality, I feel like most of these couples really couldn't stand each other, right? No, it's like an Instagram couple. They're together one week and then the right. next week they're both in a breakup, right? I right, feel right, right. uh, like a different perspective from like um, gaming sense. So like with video games, you get to talk with a lot of people across the world. Who yes. About, right? So a lot of times whenever I do meet people where I like playing with when I friend them and, and we talk like outside the gaming, they make like this idea of who they think I am from like the, the things I tell them I do. Because like you probably get a whole different idea of who I look like and what I am, both from how I talk, and then the things I do like in school and stuff. So like they're every me talk and I think I'm white.
0: Yeah, I was gonna go, I was gonna go, cause like every time a black person has that conversation, you're just like, yeah, people think you're white. Yeah, Which yeah. is something I deal with as well. Again, Fazello stores a lot of people off the continuum. And then
4: like, I'll tell them my hobbies inside school or outside of school. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do games, I do wrestling, I'm the wrestling. wrestling team, I skateboard. And then they have this idea of like six foot tall um, buff guy and I'm just like, yeah, and they're just like, oh, sorry, wrong person. Um, some people like mistake my age too, they'll say, it, it's so weird too because they go back and forth, some people think that I'm like 24, 25, and then some people are like, no, you said are 15, 16, they are just like, well I did that one, 24, 25 is kind of weird for me, um, it's just like people don't really think about the person, and they more so just construct
0: the idea based on what they get.
3: They're projecting, they're right. projecting to uh-huh. you.
0: Wow, you guys make me feel a type of way because I'm a quick "I love you" person. But again, I do a lot of I do a lot of intense self reflection here. So my, my therapist says it's okay that I do these things. So whatever.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, she, she says so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what do <are> you say? I had to talk her off. She told me it wasn't
4: okay. I'm not gonna me. I came here for
3: advice exactly. that I wanted. <laughs>
4: pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. And the case is about, I don't know. I can never really tell someone off the back of like less than like two, three months of knowing them.
3: That. That's why you should only be friends with the person you. know. Yes. If you can't be friends, you can't
0: date. Ah, uh, it's okay. So I, so I agree. So I kind of agree and disagree here one thing. So about the I love you thing, like, Yeah, I do think it takes like two or three months, right? Yeah. Like you give it some while, you give it some breath yeah. and you think about it. <laughs> again, I, again, everyone has their different, so here's my thing on this. I think everyone has their different levels here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also you kind of have to once you dive there, I think you also have to allow the other person to build up to that as well. Right. Like I think it's perfectly fair for you to say, alright, so this is how I feel about you. It's okay. Oh, if you're, if you're not there yet. I think that's the way to do it. Also, the second thing, cause man, oh damn. what did you say, can you say it again? I said like,
4: which
0: part? Just say whatever you just said.
4: I said like when it comes to the I love you thing, honestly, it would take like more to like, oh, the friends. Um, you should be oh. someone before you actually don't I
0: think I think this is true, but I don't think in the way you guys mean it. I think you should have certain things in common with the person, but I do think like when it comes to relationships, there is the shit or get off the pot theory here. We can't just be out here like, oh, we're just going to build a friendship. Like, no, eventually you kind of have to let people know how you feel about that.
4: Oh, yeah, no. I would say, like, maybe like a couple of weeks in, you let
0: them know, like, hey, I actually feel more about you. Okay, so, yeah, like, no, yeah, no. Okay, I agree with you.
3: Communicate. you right.
0: a yeah. With yes. yes.
3: But nowadays, people do not like that wanna get straight to the point. Right. Like, I'm not gonna date you. I met you two weeks ago. You're posting me on social media. You wanna meet?
0: You want me to meet with you? It's weird. Weird. It's too. too <sighs> listen. Yeah. The, listen. The world moves quickly. I can't. I can't deny that the world does move quickly, especially for you guys, because everything is so instantaneous. Too many.
3: Too many. It's. Stuff to
0: catch up to. It's instantaneous. I also think you guys suffer from the idea that everything's so available in a way that I don't know that things were available to, well, I know for a fact it wasn't available to us. Like you just go on your phone, like someone made a really great point once. It's weird that we text people and I'm guilty of this. And we expect like an immediate reaction where like back in my day, like when I was like five, eight, man, listen, you called someone on the phone. You had no idea if you were ever gonna get in contact with them because people left their houses without their phones. And they might call you like a day later or the two days later. Or, like, I was listening to, like, I don't know if you guys watched the Michael Jordan documentary during, like, um COVID. So, his, like, dad, like, his dad got on the road, someone, like, killed his dad or whatever. But the wildest thing was, the dad was, like, I don't know what he was doing or whether he was driving somewhere, but he hadn't called them back in a week. But that wasn't weird because that's what it was like, right? Like, no one had a cell phone. So, I was just like, you know? Yeah. Like, two friends who contacted
4: me daily. And one of them, Literally got mad at me uh Sunday because yeah. he hadn't contacted me in like two days and I told him about to call him. It was like, why did not you call me shooter? Like, you care? Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you usually contact me
0: beforehand though? Yeah, so, it's like, I don't know. It's it's all a weird thing. I don't know how we got here, but we did. Alright, um, let's get to these two last questions here. How would you critique Nora's proclamation? It is your fault that it's your fault I have made nothing of my life. Why? Do you imagine she did not consider raising her three children a great accomplishment, as many as many parents believe?
4: So I feel this so back to like the um, thing I said about the maids, where the maids seem to have been taking care of the kids more than she has. Okay. Been like pushing them onto her, onto the maids. It doesn't really seem like she ever really more them. So I don't think she would see them as a great accomplishment. More so, like it feels like she got the kids only to help with the image of her vote. Okay. Like happy family with the husband and the kids and stuff. But other than that, it wasn't like a goal that she personally wanted. No. on? Good.
1: I believe he's correct, because Nora is like really broken. Cool. Okay. She, how do I say it? I'm gonna say this one. God. She, She's the type of person that is not ready to have kids. Yes, you know, and she has this um this mentality of you know I want to be able to um, protect and keep this family the way it is. Yes, she doesn't want to ruin anything. Okay. But it's like if that's the case, then don't have the kids because you're not like a, a good role model mm-hmm. for the kids. But does
3: she really have not a choice? <laughs> Right. Yeah, so that's another thing, like
4: if this was, cause we don't even know whether or not Toro brought up to her, like I want kids, can we have kids, or if she went up to tobo and said like yeah. I'm ready to have kids, it could have been like Torvo just out of nowhere, like she just got pregnant out of nowhere, and Torvo didn't want her to get rid of the kids, so she just kept the kids, which honestly with this time frame and how we have seen Toro act towards her, yeah. isn't that part of a stress. So it's possible that she really didn't want the kids and that she just had to have them. Yeah. Like she didn't have a choice.
0: What do you two think?
3: Um, I want to say that considering her, her passion her growing up, she, talks, she tells us in the book how she was a doll child to her father. Mm-hmm. And being with Tovar just pushed that agenda mm. and her seeing that her kids are doing the same as she was when she was a kid it's like it's too much for her to stay with them because they're her doll children she doesn't actually see them as kids she wanted to raise and get mm-hmm. herself into so they're just kids that she had to make her husband happy
0: okay so in her mind none of them are actual real people yeah they're just kind of like
3: oh. i mean she's still she's still immature at the brain to be honest okay. she's really she realized she realizes that that's why she has to leave and we need to become her own person to make better choices
0: okay i have
2: like, a thought like, here like uh, I think because she became a mother, she kind of reacted the way mothers should react. Like they should love their children unconditionally. Like they should be like this motherly figure. Her, but herself, I don't think she really built it. She kind of just like played the part, but she didn't really want to play the part, title. right? Because nobody else really like it was like she was supposed to, you know. But I don't think she really ever wanted to be a mother.
0: All right, so I'm asking this question, bringing it back into the real world outside of Ibsen's universe. Do you actually think most people actually like their kids? No.
3: Mm, I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean I you know. Know. I, I've worked, I've, I've like made this stuff before, and I have a lot of experience with kids. And we're not so you—they have this little, they have this thing with their kids that they just like. You don't like kids, do you? We don't, because oh. either because of the circumstances they have their kids and they project into their kids and they hold a grudge and it's subconsciously there. That's why they treat their kids the way they do. It's like, I've been seeing it from afar and it's so sad because they don't deserve that. But it's like, at the same time, you have to be the bigger person. And some some parents aren't the bigger person because they're still so immature about it. Right, I know. Also
2: like, I feel like what a lot of parents do is like, they think that just because you play, they play their part as, you know, your mother, they expect, things from you too they're like oh you can't do certain things or like oh since i fed you and i you know put a roof over your head it's like you owe me this but like at the same time children never ask me don't kind of think mm-hmm. so i feel like they, they really don't want kids right they just kind of had them and now they're kind of stuck with them right because that's what happens You're stuck with kids usually
0: also and this is the thing you don't think about Having children is directly tied to capitalism,
3: because oh, yeah. I mean,
0: like again, we need insane. to feed, because we need to feed the workforce. That's
3: why they they try to
0: make. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's an ar- That's literally an argument that was made in the Supreme Court for it. Like, we do need people they to feed this workforce. Yeah, pretty much. Um. Like, but
3: then, yeah. once kids die in a school is like that, and then there's
4: also adoption system and every other concept in that helps with kids, also child care. But like in terms of the world <clears> worker. Immigration literally fixes that problem True. every time. Do you
3: understand how hard immigrant family
4: is? Oh no, they have a hard time. The sense of like we need more workers. Immigration helps with that. We bring in people from other countries. No, wait, I I think.
3: Wait, doesn't
0: exactly do like no 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 no? I I think
3: you. I've mean, so many white people say the same.
0: What do you mean? That
3: we need, <laughs> that we need immigrants, oh, immigrants for working? For like, oh, immigrants? I, no, I got it, I
0: got it, I got it, I got it. No, 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 no. I think, no, I think you're misunderstanding what he means. I think, no, no, I think, I think what he's trying to say and Tyrone, you tell me if you're wrong, is the basic idea, if you're looking at at a capitalistic, at a purely capitalistic perspective, Immigration would solve the issue of getting more workers. Yes. So, then, so then, immigration would solve the issue of getting more workers. So that wouldn't need to affect abortion. But,
3: immigrants.
0: huh? When it comes to, to problems for
3: immigrants, to, I do think we need to do things to make their lives easier in America. I'm not saying we should just
4: bring them in and then push them into factories. Hell no. I'm a human, right? I want them to have actual lives in America, be able to live their life here while also getting jobs.
3: And well, in the case do of people, being undocumented. No, I don't think they should just come <laughs> in and leave. Yeah. I know, I, don't, I want the documents to go lower. I don't want the, I want the- <laughs> My Realistically, realistically, a lot of immigrants here do not have documents. Yes. For yes. me, myself, I was not an American citizen until last year. What? Really? Yes. Wow. yes. Really? I was born here. I You're did born. not know that, where are yeah. you, yeah. 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 you born? No, yeah. I didn't put a snitch on me.
0: where are you born? Oh, okay, no, okay. Yeah, oh, actually.
3: And you have so many consequences just by not being an American. Citizen. Oh, yeah. yeah you have such
0: no such benefits such. at all. No health no. insurance.
3: Exactly.
0: No. So actually, well, most Americans don't have health insurance. Does that mean I
3: don't a no? No, no, yeah, it's, it's a double
4: negative.
0: No, it is no, a double no, negative.
4: No, when I say like I want more like
0: you want us to be nicer to immigrants yes
4: I want us to have better border control in the sense of like making it easier for them to come in I know for a fact that like even if you go to like get um, asylum you can get turned away yes for asylum which is insane because it's the thing you're supposed to do so it's like really stupid our immigration laws are really
3: is Even though it's like Literally, yes. which is so sad, it's so fucking stupid. Yes. Let us pivot to
0: this last question, because I need to use the bathroom, too. But anyway, so Nora leaves her children behind to find herself. Can you guys defend this, and can you argue that parents should be able to do this in real life? Yes. Yes. Understand. All right, Ivan, start me off. Right
2: here fit to care after your children you shouldn't have any right but let's say you did have children yes. you kind of stuck with them you're out here right yes then it should be okay for you to drop them off with someone that does want children and can't take care of them because at the end of the day being raised by someone who does want you and knows how to raise you is going to be a lot better than being raised by someone who doesn't want you and doesn't know what to do with you
3: okay good oh. i want to add an example to that a real yeah. world example let's say a, a mother with an addiction yes she has to leave her kids behind and better herself and that could take months, years, but she made that decision by giving up her kids so they could be with somebody that cares for them like a kid should. And while she's getting better because kid, Nora's kids aren't going to go anywhere. She still has the opportunity to come back and see them.
0: Right? All right. Well, the point make made with addiction, I think is valid, but Nora doesn't have an addiction. Are you okay with Nora's case?
4: I think in Nora's case, we've talked about a little bit, but with her childness, right? Yeah. Like, she's not really an adult. She doesn't really give off the... Uh,
0: responsibility vibes? Yeah. Like,
4: she doesn't really seem like the responsibility... To have the responsibility to take care of kids. And part of that problem comes to she was raised up. And in the baby room, she gets some trouble throughout the entire marriage. So... It's completely possible that she just isn't capable of taking care of kids in the correct way. And something tells me that like if they did like, like let's say they broke something or like they were being particularly difficult to deal with, I don't know if Nora would have the patience to actually deal with the children in a healthy way. Okay. Rondo, I'll give you the last word on this. Let's
1: see. Um, I can kind of defend Nora because of, you know, how she was, how she was raised or whatever but I want to like create like a little scenario. Okay? okay. You know how like, how like, okay, mothers and fathers need their kids, right? Okay. And then the kids will go up, like grow up, right? And then in like 15, 20 years, they'll like first see them up, see their mother because their mother had no time or, or, um, Wasn't capable of taking care of exactly, and they would see them a couple of years and be like, "Where have you been all this time?" You know, they would mm-hmm. get angry. Mm-hmm. And was I
3: say?
1: Go ahead, go ahead.
4: You can say. Oh, um, I was going to say it's kind of a trauma response, right? Yeah. Like you're waking up and you kind of see your mother for the first time. It's like you've never been in my life yet. You expect me to call you my mother. Like Shut There's a problem here, and part of that. Is just a trauma one. It's not anyone's fault. If she couldn't take care of you, she felt the better case would to have someone else take care of you. And of course, the children who are to feel hurt in this situation. But in hindsight, or after having moments to think about a talk with their parents and really get down to the issue, you're going to have to come to a realization that they just weren't capable of taking care of you. And if they were, you just left them behind. And like they did so because they didn't want to have their life taken away from them, or taken away. and everything that away. You have all the rights like, to be mad about, right? Because then at that point, you chose to have me, and then you could have taken care of me, but because you didn't feel like, I don't know, like, putting your life on stop because you had me, you just abandoned me, like that's an actual issue. But in terms of like, I just didn't have the means to take care of you, I was poor, I was gonna like, do something, I, like, I couldn't do it, then yeah. But you still have to give the child that like, time to readjust and be like, Okay,
3: let me think about this, you know? Mm-hmm. after yeah, so that. Yeah. Let's say Nora, she leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And she becomes a person she always wanted to be. She's mm-hmm. mature, she's a new mother, she has a job. What if she wants to settle down and have a family that she could actually take care of? Is, is she like, would that be okay? Would it be fair to her children?
0: I think in that case it's fair, but I think she'd have to go back and try to build a relationship with her children. Right, that's what I mean. I think she'd have to. I think she'd have to go do that. Well, what if she doesn't? She doesn't want anything to do with that life anymore. She's <sighs> done there, and she starting a family. That she's like, I, mean, harsh, I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think it's harsh. Cause I feel like at this point, if a man did that, I don't know, we'd be a fan you know. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I don't support it's none the of the survive, but No, I, no.
4: It couldn't. Like, could
0: it happen? Right. But would I support it? No. no. I can't. If it didn't
4: happen, the only way like not condemn you to hell is if you completely erase yourself in their life, right? Like you made the decision to just never go back and never talk to them again. Cause I, I feel like coming back into their lives after telling them, oh, yeah, I I, have s- the only, the only
0: I still everything. I still don't love it. Cause I feel like we're really assuming Bobby, Ivar and Emmy here don't ever think about Nora. No. Like she was a person, She, they were a person they knew. She was a person they knew. No,
4: I think like if she does it beforehand, like before she has the kids or even before she it, that would be fine, and just recreating that connection. But at the same time, I couldn't justify that if you like, you had a whole new family, and then you just suddenly woke up one day and was like, I have three kids. I have, I, like, oh, I need to
0: go. I need to go reconnect. This is
4: like, like actually Yeah. Like,
0: and this is like happening out funny. there. This is no. This is wild. This is real, this is really wild. Um, one point I do want to make before I finish this up. Someone did make an interesting point, right? Like to what Ivan's point was of you know, you have this relationship with your parents and they're like, I do this for you, I do this for you, I do this for you. It almost begs, how do you have a relationship with your parents when you don't, necess- when you don't need them to do those things for you? Like when you move out, I don't need you to buy this for me. I don't need you to wake me up. I don't need you to make me breakfast, I can do that. What is our relationship then?
4: At that point, that's where I, like, stand on this issue of, like, where parents say, we're not friends, I'm the parent, good child. Mm-hmm. That's how you kill your relationship after I move out, you know? Because wow. if you're my friend, I'm just keep talking to you after I move out. I'm going to want to keep in contact with you, you know? Me and my mother are close, like, almost inseparable. So when I move out, I'm not just going to cut contact with her because I'm going to want to talk to you again, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're just going to act like someone who took care of me because you kind of had to or, like, I took care of you because you're a child. Then, like, okay, I'm gonna treat you like a teacher or something. Like, okay, I see you every day, but in the moment I don't have to. Don't expect me to call back.
3: Okay, all right. So I'm gonna end there, guy. It was a tremendous conversation.